0: Act Three of The Return of Peter Grimm by David Belasco. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three The third act takes place at twenty minutes to twelve on the same night. The fire is out. The table on which Peter took his coffee in the first act is now being used by the doctor for William's medicines. Two bottles, two glasses, two teaspoons, a clinical thermometer, and so on. William, who has been questioned by the doctor, is now asleep upstairs. Peter's hat hangs on the peg in the shadow. Although the hour is late, no one has thought of going to bed. Frederick is waiting at the hotel for the lawyer whom Hicks was to send to arrange for the sale of Peter Grimm's nurseries, but he has not arrived. The doctor, full of his theories, is seated before the fire, writing the account of Peter Grimm's return for the American branch of the London Society for Physical Research. It is now a fine, clear night. The clouds are almost silvery, and a hint of the moon is showing. Dr. MacPherson, reading what he has written,
1: be forwarded to the london society of psychical research dr heslop dear sir this evening at the residence of peter
0: pauses and inserts the late and continues to read after inserting the words
1: the late peter grim the well-known horticulturist of grim manor new york certain phenomena was observed which would clearly indicate the return of peter Grimm, ten days after his decease, while he was invisible to all three people were present besides myself one of these a child of eight who received the message no spelling out by signals nor automatic writing was employed but word of mouth a rap sounds who will that be at this hour looks at the clock nearly midnight
0: opening the door yes outside telegram for frederick grim
1: not in i'll sign
0: he signs and receiving the telegram sets it against a candlestick on the desk and resumes his seat reads
1: i made a compact with peter grim while he was in the flesh that whichever went first was to return and give the other some sign and I propose to give positive proof.
0: He hesitates, thinks, then repeats.
1: Positive proof that he kept his compact and that I assisted in the carrying out of his instructions.
0: Mrs. Bartholomew enters, evidently highly wrought up by the events of the evening.
2: Who was that? Who knocked? Telegram. I thought perhaps Frederick could come back. Don't you consider William much better? Hm. Dear, dear, the scene that took place tonight has completely upset me. The
0: doctor takes up his pen and reads to himself.
2: Well, doctor.
0: She pushes forward a chair and sits at the other side of the table, facing him.
2: The breaking off of the engagement is rather sudden, isn't it? We've been talking it over in the front parlor, Mr. Bartholomew and I. James has finished his work and has just joined us. I suggest sending out a card, a neat card, saying that, owing to the bereavement in the family, the wedding has been indefinitely postponed. Of course, it isn't exactly true.
1: Won't take place at all.
2: Goes on reading evidently not but if the whole matter looks very strange to me how is it going to look to other people especially when we haven't any any rational explanation as yet we must get out of it in some fashion
1: whose business is it
2: nobody's of course but Catherine's position is certainly unusual and the strangest part of it all is she doesn't seem to feel her situation she's sitting alone in the library seemingly placid and happy what i really wish to consult you about is this shouldn't the card we're going to send out have a narrow black border
0: the doctor is now writing
2: doctor you don't appear to be interested you might at least answer my question
1: What chance have I had to answer? You've done all the talking.
0: Rising, annoyed.
2: Oh, of course. All these little matters sound trivial to you, but men like you couldn't look after the workings of the next world if other people didn't attend to this. Someone has to do it.
1: I fully appreciate the fact, Mistress Bartholomew that other people are making it possible for me to be myself i'll admit that and now if i might have a few moments in peace to attend to something really important
0: the rev mr Bartholomew has entered with his hat in his hand
3: doctor i've been thinking things over i ran in for a moment to suggest that uh, we suspend judgment until the information william has volunteered can be verified i can scarcely believe that uh...
0: hump rises and goes to the telephone on the desk
1: Four red.
3: i regret that frederick left the house without offering some explanation
0: at the phone
1: i am at peters i mean i am at the grimm's send me my bag i'll stay the night with william
0: bye seats himself at the table
3: tell frederick that if he cares to consult me i shall be at home in my study good-night doctor good-night rose
1: hold on mr bartholomew
0: the reverend mr bartholomew turns
1: i am writing an account of all that's happened here tonight. dubiously
3: indeed
1: I shall verify every word of the evidence by William's mother, for whom I am searching.
0: The Reverend Mr. Bartholomew smiles faintly behind his hand.
1: Then I shall send in my report, and not until then. What I wish to ask is this: Would you have any objection to the name of Mrs. Bartholomew being used as a witness?
0: Looks perplexed.
3: Well, er, um, ah.
2: Uh... Oh no, you don't you may flout our beliefs but wouldn't you like to bolster up your report with the wife of a clergyman who is present it sounds so respectable and sane doesn't it no sir you cannot prop up your wild-eyed
3: rose my dear
0: sweeping
2: on theories against the good black of a minister's coat i think myself that you have probably stumbled on the truth about william's mother
3: can it be true oh dreadful dreadful
2: but that child knew it all along he's eight years old and he was with her until five and five's the age of memory every incident of his mother's life has lingered in his little mind supposing you do find her and learn that it's all true what do you prove simply that william remembered and that's all there is to it
3: let us hope that there's not a word of truth in it don't you think doctor mind you i'm not opposing your ideas as a clergyman i'm just echoing what everybody else thinks don't you believe these spiritualistic ideas leading away from the heaven we were taught to believe in tend towards uh, irresponsibility um, eccentricity and often uh, insanity is it healthy
1: that's the idea is it healthy well Bartholomew, religion has frequently led to the stake and i never heard of the spanish inquisition being called healthy for anybody taking part in it, still, religion flourishes, but a old-fashioned, unscientific, chilled gingerbread heaven blew up ten years ago, went out. My heaven's just coming in, it's new. Doctor Funk and a lot of clergymen are in already. You'd better get used to it, Bartholomew, and get in line and into the procession
3: you'll have to convince me first doctor and that no man can do i made up my mind at twenty-one and my heaven is just where it was then
1: so i see it hasn't improved a particle tolerantly well well good night
0: mrs Bartholomew follows him in the hall
2: good night henry i'll be home to-morrow you will be glad to see me, dear, won't you? My church mouse.
0: He pats her cheek, kisses her good night, and goes. Mrs. Bartholomew, who has gone to the door of her room, giving Dr. MacPherson a parting shot.
2: Write as much as you like, doctor. Words are but air. We didn't see Peter Grimm. And you know, and I know, and everybody knows, that seeing is believing.
0: Looking up.
1: Damn everybody! It's everybody's ignorance that has set the world back a thousand years! Where was I before you? Oh, yes.
0: Reads as Mrs. Bartholomew leaves the room.
1: I assisted in the carrying out of his instructions.
0: Frederick Grimm enters. Anybody
1: in this house come to their senses yet? I think so, my boy. I think several in this house have come to their senses. Catherine has. For one. I'm very glad to see you back, Frederick. I have a few questions to put to you. Why don't you have more light? It's half dark in this
4: room.
0: He picks up the lamp from the doctor's table and holds it, so that he can look searchingly in the direction of the desk to see if Peter's operation is still there. His eye is suddenly riveted on the telegram resting against the candlestick on the desk.
4: Is that telegram for me? Yes. Oh it may explain perhaps why i've been kept waiting at the hotel
0: tries to go to the desk but cannot muster up courage
4: i had an appointment to meet a man who wanted to buy the gardens i may as well tell you i'm thinking of selling out root and branch
0: amazed
1: selling out peter grimm's gardens so this is the end of peter's great work
4: You'll think it strange, doctor, but I-i simply can't make up my mind to go near that old desk of my uncle's. I have a perfect terror of the thing. Would you mind handing me that telegram?
0: The doctor looks at him with scarcely veiled contempt and hands him the telegram. After a glance at the contents, Frederick gives vent to a long-drawn breath. Hicks.
4: the man i was to sell to
0: is dead tosses the telegram across the table towards dr macpherson who does not take it it lies on the table
4: i knew it this afternoon i knew he would die but i wouldn't let myself believe it Someone told it to me whispered it to me Doctor, as sure as you live,
1: somebody else
4: is doing my thinking for me
0: in this house. Studying Frederick.
1: What makes you say that?
4: Tonight, in this room, I thought I saw my uncle.
0: Pointing towards the desk.
4: There. Huh? And just before I... I saw him, I... I had the. the strangest impulse to go to the foot of the stairs and call Kitty. Give her the house. And run. Run. Get out of
1: it. Oh, a good impulse, I see. Very unusual, I should say.
4: I thought he gave me a terrible look. A terrible look
1: your uncle
4: yes my god i won't forget that look and as i started out of the room he blotted out i mean i thought i saw him blot out then i left
1: the photograph on the desk and that's how william came by it jots down a couple of notes. Did you ever have this impulse before, to give up Catherine, to let her have the cottage?
4: Not much I hadn't, certainly not. I told you someone else was thinking for me. I don't want to give her up, it's folly. I've always been fond of her. But if she has turned against me, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I shall be up and off rising and i'll tell you one thing from this time i propose to think for myself i've taken a room at the hotel and a few things for the night i've done with this house i'd like to sell it along with the gardens and let a stranger raise it to the ground but
0: thinks as he looks towards the desk
4: when i walk out of here tonight it's hers she can have it i wouldn't
1: sleep here i give her the home because because you don't believe anything but you want to be on the safe side in case he
0: gesturing to desk was there frederick puzzled awed his voice almost dropping to a whisper how do you
1: account for it doctor it might have been a hallucination or perhaps you did see him though it could be an inflammation of conscience. Frederick, when did you last see Anna Marie?
0: Angrily. Haven't
4: I told you that I refuse to answer any questions as to my...
1: I think it only fair to tell you that it won't make a particle of difference whether you answer me or not. I have someone on the track now, working from an old address. I've called in the detectives, and I will find her. You may be sure of that as long as i am going to know it i may as well hear your side of it too when did you last see anna mary
0: sits answers dolly mechanically after a pause about
1: three years ago never since no what occurred the last time you saw her
0: quietly as before
4: what always occurs when a young man realizes that he has his life before him be respected looked up to settled down think of his future and forget a silly
1: girl a scene took place huh was william present
4: yes she held him in her arms
1: and then i left the house then it's all true
0: frederick is silent
1: what are you going to do for william
4: nothing i'm a rich man now and if i recognize him he'll be at me till the day he dies his mother's gone to the dogs and under her influence the boy
1: be silent you damned young scoundrel oh what an act of charity if the good lord took william and i say it with all my heart out of all you have not a crumb for i want you to know that i've sweat for that money and i'm going to keep it
4: you've sweat for
0: showing feeling yes
4: how do you think i got the money i went to jail for it jail jail every day i've been in this house has been spent in prison i've been doing time do you think it didn't get on my nerves I've gone to bed at nine o'clock and thought of what I was missing in New York. I've got up a cockcrow to be in time for grace at the breakfast table. I took charge of a class in Sabbath school, and I handed out the infernal cornucopias at the church Christmas tree while he played Santa Claus. What more can a fellow do to earn his money? Don't you call that sweating? no sir i've danced like a damned hand organ monkey for the pennies he left me and i had to grin and touch my hat and make believe i liked it now i'm going to spend every cent for my own personal pleasure
1: will rich men never learn wisdom rising
4: no they won't but in every fourth generation there comes along a wise fellow a spender who knows how to distribute the money
1: others have hoarded i'm the spender shame upon you and your like your breed should be exterminated
0: frederick taking a little packet of letters from the desk
1: oh no
4: we are quite as necessary as you are and now I shall answer no more questions.
1: I'm done. Good night, doctor. Good night and good bye.
0: With a look of disgust, he has gone to the table, held a medicine bottle to the light to look at the label, and poured a spoonful into a wine glass filled with water. As Frederick leaves the house, the doctor taps on the door and calls. Catherine? Catherine enters and shows by the glance she directs at the front door. That she knows frederick has been in the room and has just left the house
1: burn up your wedding dress we have made no mistake i can tell you that
0: goes up the stairs to william's room taking the lamp with him james has entered and taking Catherine's hand holds it for a moment
4: good night Catherine.
0: she turns and lays her hand on his shoulder
2: i wonder james if he can see us now
4: that's the big mystery who can tell but any man who works with flowers and things that grow knows there is no such thing as death there's nothing but life life and always life i'll be back in the morning won't you see me to the door
0: yes yes they go up together catherine carrying a candle into the dark vestibule the moment they disappear a lamp standing on the piano goes out as though the draught from the door or an unseen hand had extinguished it. It is now quite dark outside, and the moon is hidden for a moment. At the same time, a light, seemingly coming from nowhere, reveals Peter Grimm standing in the room at the door, as though he had been there when the young people passed out. He is smiling and happy. The moon is not seen, but the light of it, as though it had come out from behind a cloud, now reveals the old windmill. From outside the door, the voices of James and Catherine are heard, as they both say, Good night.
4: Good night. Catherine, I won't go without it.
0: Peter, knowing that James is demanding a kiss, Aha! rubs his hand in satisfaction, then listens, and after a second pause exclaims, with an upraised finger, as though he were hearing the kiss
5: ah now i can go
0: he walks to the peg on which his hat hangs and takes it down his work is done Catherine re-enters darting into the hall in a girlish confusion from outside the door good night calling to him through the crack in the door good night she closes the door turns the key and draws the heavy bolt then leans against the door candlestick in hand the wind has blown out a candle
2: oh i'm so happy
0: i'm so happy
5: then good-night to you my darling love cannot say good-bye
0: she goes to peter's chair and sitting thinks it all over her hands clasped in her lap her face radiant with happiness
5: here in your childhood's home i leave you here in the years to come the way lies clear before you
0: his arms upraised.
5: Lust in the roost, pleasure and peace go with you.
0: Catherine looks towards the door, remembering James's kiss, half-smiling. Peter humorously.
5: Yes, I saw you. I heard, I know. Here on some sunny, blossoming day, when as a wife you look out upon my gardens, Every flower and tree and shrub Shall bloom enchanted to your eyes. All that happens, happens again. And if, at first, A little knock of poverty taps at the door And James finds a road hard and steep, What is money? A thing, a good thing to have, But still a thing, And happiness will come without it. And when, as a mother, you shall see my plantings with new eyes, my Catherine, when you explain each leaf and bud to your little people, you will remember the time when we walked together through the leafy lanes and I taught you, even as you teach them, you the little thing. So I shall linger in your heart and some day should your children wander far away and my gardens blossom for a stranger who may take my name from off the gates what is my name already it grows faint to my ears lightly yes 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 let others take my work why should we care all that happens happens again
0: she rests her elbow on the chair half hides her face in her hand
5: And never forget this. I shall be waiting for you. I shall know all your life. I shall adore your children and be their grandfather just as though I were here. I shall find it hard not to laugh at them when they are bad. And I shall worship them when they are good. And I don't want them too good. Frederick was good. I shall be everywhere about you in the stockings at christmas in a big busy teeming world of shadows just outside your threshold or whispering in the still noises of the night and oh as the years pass
0: standing over her chair
5: you cannot imagine what pride i shall take in your comfortable middle life the very best age i think when you too shall look out on your possessions arm in arm And take your well-earned comfort and ease. How I shall love to see you look fondly at each other as you say, Be happy, Jim. You've worked hard for this. Or James says, Take your comfort, little mother. Let them all wait upon you. You waited upon them. Lean back in your carriage. You've earned it. And towards the end,
0: sitting on the chair by her side and looking into her face
5: after all the luxuries and vanities and possessions cease to be so important people return to very simple things dear the evening of life comes bearing its own lamp then perhaps as a little old grandmother a little old child whose bedtime is drawing near i shall see you happy to sit out in the sunlight of another day ASKING NOTHING MORE OF LIFE THAN THE FEW HOURS TO BE SPENT WITH THOSE YOU LOVE, TELLING YOUR GRANDCHILDREN AT YOUR KNEES HOW MUCH BRIGHTER THE FLOWERS BLOSSOMED WHEN YOU WERE YOUNG. (laughs) ALL THAT HAPPENS, HAPPENS AGAIN. AND WHEN ONE GLAD DAY, GLORIFIED, RADIANT, YOUNG ONCE MORE, THE MOTHER AND I SHALL TAKE YOU IN OUR ARMS, Oh what a reunion
0: Inspired
5: The flight of love to love And now
0: he bends over her and caresses her hand
5: Good night
0: Catherine rises and, going to the desk, buries her face in the bunch of flowers placed there in memory of Peter.
2: Dear Uncle Peter
0: Martha enters Pausing to hear if all is quiet in William's room. Catherine lifting her face sees Martha and rapturously hugs her, to Martha's amazement. Then goes up the stairs. Peter, whose eyes never leave Catherine.
5: Lust and rust, pleasure and peace. Amen.
0: Catherine passes into her room, the music dying away as her door closes. Martha, still wondering, goes to the clock and winds it.
5: Poor Martha, every time she thinks of me she winds my clock. We're not quite forgotten.
0: Doctor MacPherson reappears, carrying William, now wrapped up in an old fashioned Dutch patchwork quilt. The doctor has a lamp in his free hand.
1: So you want to go downstairs, huh? Very good. How do you feel, laddie?
0: new all over dr macpherson placing the lamp on the little table right and laying william on the couch
1: now i will get you the glass of cold water
0: goes into the dining-room leaving the door open peter calling after the doctor good night andrew
5: i'm afraid the world will have to wait a little longer for the big guesser drop in often i shall be glad to see you here
0: William, rising on the couch, looks towards the peg on which Peter Grimm's hat hung, calling. Mr. Grimm, where are you? I knew that you were down here. Seeing Peter. Oh. Raising himself to his knees on the sofa. I see you now.
5: Yes?
0: There is an impressive pause and silence as they face each other. Oh, you've got your hat. It's off the peg. You're going.
4: need you go right away, Mr. Grimm. Can't you wait a little while?
5: I'll wait for you, William.
4: May I go with you? Thank you. I couldn't find the way without you.
5: Yes, you could. It's the surest way in this world. But I'll wait. Don't worry. I shan't.
2: Coaxingly, don't be in a hurry. I want... Lies down happily. To take a nap first. I'm sleepy.
0: He pulls the covering up, and sleep.
5: I wish you the pleasantest dream a little boy can have in this world.
0: Instantly, as though the room were peopled with faint images of a William's dream, the phantom circus music is heard, with itself in horns, and, through the music, voices call, Hi! Hi! The sound of the cracking of a whip is heard, and the blare of a clown's ten-cent tin horn. The phantom voice of the clown, very faint, calls. Billy Meeles, big show and monster, Circus is in town this afternoon. Don't
1: forget the date. Only one ring, no confusion. Circus day comes but once a year, little sir. Come early and see the wild
0: animals and hear the lions roar. Mind, I shall expect you. Wonderful troop of trained mice in the side-show. During the above, the deeper voice of a hawker, muffled and far off, cries.
5: Peanuts, popcorn, lemonade, ice-cold, lemma-lemma-lemonade. Circus day comes but
0: once a year. Breaking in through the music, and the voices of the clown and hawker, the gruff voice of a barker is heard calling. Walk in and
1: see the midgets and the giant. Only ten cents, one dime.
0: As these voices die away, the clown, whose voice indicates that he is now perched on the head of the couch, sings. Ankureth has gone to town. Ha! Ankureth <clears throat> has gone to town to buy his niece. His voice ends abruptly. The music stops everything is over there is silence then three clear knocks sound on the door come in the door opens no one is there but a faint path of phosphorus light is seen
5: oh friends troops of you
0: as though he recognizes the unseen guests
5: i've been gone so long that you came for me eh i'm quite ready to go back I'm just waiting for a happy little fellow who's going back with us. We'll follow. Do you all go ahead. Lead the way.
0: He looks at William, holds out his arm, and William jumps up and runs into them.
5: Well, William, you know better now.
0: Come. Picking up William.
5: Happy, eh?
0: William nods, his face beaming. Oh, yes.
5: Let's be off, then.
0: As they turn towards the door, Dr. Macpherson, re-entering, goes to the couch with the water, and suddenly, setting down the glass, exclaims in a hushed voice,
1: "'My God! He's dead!'
0: he half raises up a boy that appears to be William. The light from the lamp on the table falls on the dead face of the child. Then the doctor gently lays the boy down again on the couch, and sits ponderingly over the mystery of death. "'Peter!' to the doctor
5: oh no there never was so fair a prospect for life
0: william in peter's arms i am happy outside a hazy moonlight shimmers a few stars twinkle in the far-away sky and the low moon is seen back of the old windmill
5: if the rest of them only knew what they're missing eh
0: uncle rat has gone to town Peter dances up a few steps towards the door, singing with William. Uh-huh.
2: Uncle Rat has gone to town, to buy his niece a wedding gown.
0: Uh-huh. Peter gives one last fond look towards Catherine's room, to William. We're off! Putting the boy over his shoulder, they sing together as they go up, the phantom circus music accompanying them. What,
2: what,
5: shall wedding wedding be? Be? Uh, mm. what shall the wedding breakfast be? What shall the wedding breakfast be? Hard-boiled eggs and a cup of tea.
0: Ha. Uh, mm. Peter Grimm has danced off with the child through the faint path of light. As he goes, the wind or an unseen hand closes the door after them. There is a moment's pause until their voices are no longer heard. Then the curtain slowly descends. The air of the song is taken up by an unseen orchestra and continues as the audience passes out. Curtain End of Act 3 End of The Return of Peter Grimm by David Belasco